My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... I'm Rich, and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we just watched Fear Street, 1978. How are you, my love? With the movie? Just in general. You good? I'm fine. Okay. Uh, Breaking my own rules about not going right into sequels, because I'm a fucking wild man. Yeah. Or I'm just a filthy hypocrite. Basically, I've just been jonesing to watch this movie. But I figured we needed to cover it on the podcast. Because needed? What? Needed? Yeah, we left a lot of questions unanswered. It was very open-ended last time. So I feel to like... To be continued. It's not, it's not just a sequel. Right, which is why we probably have to cover all the movies. Whatever you have to tell yourself. It's more like a series than some sequels that were made up afterwards. Mm-hmm. On to the cast. Quick note, though, I'm not going over the people that returned for this movie. Listen to the last episode if it means that much to you. Okay. First up is Sadie Sink as Ziggy. Max. Max, yes. Mad Max. Another reason we needed to cover this movie is I'm going through Stranger Things withdrawal, and this is like a nicotine patch because we got a little bit of Stranger Things action in it. It has Stranger Things vibes to it, too. Yeah, it does. This felt more like an 80s horror movie than a 70s horror movie. Yeah. But I'm not going to hold that against them. Emily Rudd is Cindy. She wasn't in Stranger Things, but she was in the newest Leprechaun movie. We probably won't get to that on the podcast ever. Good. But we probably should do the original. No, that's the one that... I don't like that one. But it's like... The fir- but that's the one that every time I sneeze, I make somebody tell me, bless you, because that stupid fucking movie. That's okay. Everybody does it. Everybody blesses you. Yep. Yeah, then I sneeze when I'm all by myself, and I'm like, he's going to get me. But it's like the first appearance of the mm. love of your life, Jennifer Aniston, in a movie. Not the love of my life. You are the love of my life. Ted Sutherland plays Nick. Don't really recognize him from anything. But he was in Walking Dead World Beyond, whatever that is. I really couldn't get into The Walking Dead, even though you'd think it would be right up my alley. I watched the first season twice. Just didn't do it for me. Why'd you watch the first season twice? I watched it once, and it didn't do it for me. And then a couple years later, I'm like, maybe it'll do it for me. And then I watched it again, and it didn't do it for me. So (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Lastly, we'll go with Shiara Aurelia, because it's an excellent name. She was Denise in one episode of Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. I don't know if you recognize her from that. <laughs> Maybe one of our kids would. One episode. I do not like that show, 
Because it implies that two of the children are named Richard. Mm. Both Ricky and Dickie. Mm-hmm. Are, unless they are literally just Ricky and Dickie on her birth certificate, they are both probably Richards. And you shouldn't do that to your kids. Yeah, that's weird. So let's dive in, shall we? Yeah, I'm ready. We start out with a recap. You know what I do to recaps? Skip it. I skip them. I'm a professional. I know what fucking happened last time. I don't. What? Yeah, I was sitting there like, what What was the first movie about? It took a while for it to come back. I probably should have watched We should have watched the recap. Recap. <laughs> so we start or you out know with... you're watching a movie with, you know, I don't remember shit. That's true. Next time there's a recap, we'll watch the recap. Thanks. The fucking recap for the next one's probably going to be a recap of the first two movies. Well, I'll watch by myself then. The recap is probably going to be like five minutes. I do, I do watch like the recap for Stranger Things and stuff. Yeah, because it's fi- been like two years since you last seen it. But I figured since it's only been a week and a half since we saw the last movie. Yes, but it's me. Okay, I apologize. Next time, we won't skip it. What's your name again? Wow. Yeah, it's me. You know what I do to assholes? I lick them. So you don't forget that, did you? <laughs> you didn't fucking forget that. You'll never forget that. So we start out with a news report about how much Shady Side fucking sucks. And Kate and Simon are being blamed as meth addicts, which is where we left off. We're in the house of the lady that survived. The lady that survived this movie, technically. We just know her as C. C period. Yeah. That'll be important later. Yeah. We get a Nirvana cover of The Man Who Sold the World. I somehow forgot how hard the soundtrack to the last movie made me. Oh my god. This one didn't get me as hard, but it was pretty good. This lady is very paranoid. She has many clocks. She has many locks. She has clocks on locks. Oh, trying to be a little Dr. Seuss there. Mm-hmm. Is that clever? And she's a bit OCD about it, having to lock them over and over again. I don't know why she has so many clocks. I don't, I don't know. know. A lot of clocks. It looks like a clock factory. Yeah. Regular spinny rotary type clocks, digital clocks, all kinds of clocks. Her cell phone... it. Is going in 20 years, the cell phone is going to make her life so much easier. Did you say rotary? They're analog. Analog, yeah. I was thinking of phones. It's fine. Okay. But think of how much easier her life is going to be when she has a smartphone. And she can just set an alarm every minute. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it seems like she has set up in her house now. Someone's at the door. They're shining flashlights in the windows. Someone climbs into a window. And it's Dina. We remember Dina from the last movie. Mm Mm-hmm. She's brought Sam. We remember Sam from the last movie. Sam is fucked up right now. Mm-hmm. She's like a dog or something. No, she's possessed. She's possessed, but she's acting like a dog. She needs help, obviously. Like, I wonder if they even attempted to just take Sam out of Shady Side. But I don't think I don't think the proximity to Shady Side matters as much. I I I don't know. The dog's name is Major Tom. I cannot believe you got this reference and I did not. Because you're like, who's Major Tom? I'm like the dog. And you said, ground control to Major Tom. Mm -hmm. There are a fuckload of David Bowie references throughout this movie. And you didn't get that one? No. Well, that was the first one. I didn't realize this movie was all David Bowie references yet. That was probably my first favorite song, that song, Space Oddity. That was your first favorite song, like, 
like ever like yeah this is my favorite song that was probably the first one weird shows yeah well it's about space and i've always been a fucking weirdo about space like one of the most devastating aspects of my life is that you didn't go to space i didn't camp. go to space camp i know i watched all that fucking double dare never got on double dare i don't think i even tried to get on double dare i did go to nickelodeon studios but i never got to go to space camp still well, want to go to space camp i got you a light up globe yes because of this podcast <laughs> So yeah, um, Space Oddity. I guess I didn't quite realize how sad it is when I was a kid, but I like that he was talking about space. So C. Berman is telling them a story about camp. They're expanding the lore, if you will. She says, a week later her sister is dead and they zoom in on Mad Max. That leads me to believe she dies. Yes, the whole time I thought. The trailer leads me to believe she dies. We'll get to it though. Anyway, we're at camp. Ziggy is running through the woods being chased by children because they think she is a witch. I don't know if they think she's a witch. They were just, just calling, fucking her that. calling her but that. But she's from Shady Side. Yeah, and they are witches there. Yeah, they're the Shady Side witches. So, yeah, they have her tied up, and this Sheila bitch just burned her arm with a zippo. And you want Sheila to die in this movie because she's a huge, huge cunt. Mm-hmm. But she's from Sunnyvale. So so she's not gonna. No. Um, Sheila ties her up and burns her with a Zippo. Th- this is a crazy girl. Yeah. Like, this is a sadistic little girl. Yeah. She needs to die in this movie. Spoiler alert, she does not. <clears throat> Ziggy is getting kicked out of camp for being a problem child. The counselor's last name is Good, which I'm assuming at this point means he is Chief Good. Although it's possible his brother becomes the chief because they're brothers. Mm-hmm. We will find out. Whichever one doesn't die gets to be chief. Spoiler alert. Neither of them die. Love will keep us together. Two lovers cleaning the outhouse. This is Cindy and Tommy. Cindy doesn't like having her butt grabbed. She's not okay with that. Mm-hmm. She is very prudish. Cindy, in my notes, also see Berman. Because I think I'm so fucking smart at this point. I'm like, mm. I got this whole thing figured the fuck out already. I don't even need to watch this movie. From the future. That's what it says. Wrong. Spoiler alert. No. Anyway. There's sex in this movie. There is. Unlike the first movie, there is sex. They there's get in boobs, a, too. They get in, Yep, there are boobs. They get um, interrupted before the sex in the last movie, but they sex it in this movie. Cherry Bomb by The Runaways is playing. That's a great sex song. It's a pretty good sex song. I don't know how they were having sex with her (laughs) shorts on. Yeah. I mean, you can do it. Yeah, they're like stretchy shorts. But those were jean shorts, tight jean shorts. That is not good for the penis. No, it's not good for lubrication either. Just constantly wiping it off. Yeah, that's how you end up with chafing and ouchies. No boobs, but there was a butt. This is Alice and Arnie. I do not appreciate a character being named Arnie because I have to say Arnie and my mouth doesn't like to do that. <laughs> doesn't like to pronounce the word Arnie. There's certain words my mouth doesn't like to pronounce. Like, whatever. Like your own mother's name. Quarrel. Quarrel. Yeah. I cannot say my mom's name. I can't say the name of the, the, the new name of the Steelers Stadium. So I'm just going to continue to call it Heinz Field. It's called like Agrish. 
Accra, Accra Shore Stadium. Accra Shore Stadium. Like, it, may, it feels like my mouth gets really big when I try to say <laughs> it. Like, I don't want to get stretch marks on my mouth. So Ziggy is visiting Nurse Lane. Nurse Lane is into the witch stuff, and she's also bewildered. Nurse Lane's daughter killed seven people and herself, so eight. I'm assuming she is the girl that Simon was super into. The one Who? Simon from the first movie. Oh, okay. Because she does come back and start singing, mm-hmm. and that's the one Simon was into. Yeah. Cindy is a goody good. Ziggy basically just plays Max from Stranger Things. Yeah. Like... I'm to the point where I think the actress, Sadie Sink, is just like that. Like, that's just who she is. She doesn't even play a character. She's that person. She shows up. And like how that other kid is on Yeah, kind of like how, what is it, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, Um, Finn Wolfhard. Right, but you don't like him, but you like Max. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that Finn Wolfhard. Seems like a little much. Cindy is just trying to get out of Shady Side. Spoiler alert, she doesn't. Is this is this your new thing? <laughs> For now, though, she is walking around the kitchen. The knife drawer is open. Nurse Lane, she has the knife. She is trying to kill Tommy, but he beats her up. Which, knowing what we know now, she should have killed him. Yes. Would have been better off killing him. Yeah. Well, she said, either way, you die tonight. Yes. And boy, does he. Yeah. Over and over. A few times, yeah. <laughs> so now we're back to the bullies. They apparently fucked with Ziggy's stuff. We get Blue Oyster Cult. Huge Halloween vibes. Because that's in that movie. It's lunchtime. You know what this lunch needs? More cowbell. More cowbell. That's what it needs. Because you can't have Blue Oyster Cult without a little cowbell. I got a fever. The only cure is more cowbell. That's Bruce Dickinson. He puts his pants on one leg at a time, just like you. Except after they're on, they make gold records. Nice. (laughs) So now we meet more fucking characters. Holy hell. There are so many people in this movie. Like, I'm trying to keep track of them, mostly in my mind, because unlike you, I'm stupid and I don't just write them down. So I just have to keep these names in there. Alice and Arnie and yeah, I write shit down tonight. Nick and Ziggy and Dina. Sam. Major Tom. Major Tom. I'm pretty happy Major Tom made it because they said keep her away from Major Tom. So I thought for sure she was going to kill that fucking dog. Tonight is Sunnyvale versus Shadyside in Color War. Sunnyvale has never lost, which is... I'm from Shemokin, Pennsylvania. You know how that feels. I know how that feels because we have this rival called Mount Carmel, and they, they are a football rival, and we battle over the coal bucket. We have not won the coal bucket since, like, 1998, since my last year or something in elementary school. They've beaten us every single year. Montgomery and Muncie have a, a rival like that, and they battle for a shoe. Does, does, does one team win it every time? It's usually Muncie, but... Montgomery does win sometimes. It's got to be the shittiest. Yeah, it's not like it's bad as here where we just can't win. Yeah, you never get it ever. It's it's you'd think we'd win by accident. Like they can have a perfect season, but you will still lose to Mount Carmel. It has been like twenty four years. You'd think we'd win by accident once or twice. Mm -hmm. Just 
a fluke. But no, no. I'd say we're the shady side, but they're also the shady side. They just have a better football team than us. There's no Sunnyvale around here. No. Not many Sunnyvales in Northumberland County. Well, maybe um, Southern. Yes, Southern is Sunnyvale. Southern, not in Northumberland County, but close enough. Mm-hmm. You guys play them. Sometimes. If Southern Columbia needs a snack, they come to Shimoka. <laughs> Cindy is grilling Ziggy about Nurse Lane. She thinks it's drugs. Ziggy believes in the curse. Cindy is the calm, rational one. Ziggy is the correct one. Ziggy, though, kind of a bitch. I like her. Yeah, but she's kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Her room was trashed and graffitied with propaganda. Which propaganda? So, she kind of has a reason to be a bitch because everyone's awful to her. Mm -hmm. She didn't do nothing wrong. Now it's time for Carry On My Wayward Son and Capture the Flag. This is when things really start to pick up. This is also when the bad news starts. Tommy is hearing whispers. Yeah, We know what that means. That means the witch. She's going to get him. Yeah, the witch is there to get him. Cindy and Tommy are off to the infirmary. To get to the bottom of the Nurse Lane mystery. And they do find a bottle of pills. So maybe it was drugs. Tommy finds the book. And the witch's mark. Just then, glass is broken. So you're like, oh fuck, it's starting already. It's just Alice and Arnie though. They're in there trying to get drugs. Yes, they want pills too. Yeah. So according to the book, the curse lasts until they find Sarah's hand and reunite it with her body. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a map in the book, so they're going to go for a treasure hunt. The treasure is a hand. Yeah. Ziggy is in a room. Nick, for some reason, is in there, and they're talking about Stephen King books. Because he likes Ziggy. He's also a coward in the end. But we'll get to that, too. The rest of the kids are in a dark-ass woods. With a flashlight. Yeah, you. I don't go. No. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't like the woods at night. There, you're not supposed to like that. No. There is like a primal, and I feel like everybody feels exactly the same way. It's kind of in your back. It's like right mm-hmm. right here in your head. You're not supposed to be in the woods at night. No. We have evolved to not be in the woods at night. So I don't go to fucking woods at night. I don't go camping. <laughs> I don't particularly like to drive through the woods at night. Oh. I'm not thrilled about it. Because I'm waiting for a clown or like a man in a ragged fucking bunny suit to be standing in the road. And you know what happens to those people? I run them over. (laughs) That's what happens to them. You do that shit to me, you get run over. I don't care. If you're like protesters, I'll stop. If if you're basically anything else, I'm going to run you over. If you are a hitchhiker and you're in the street, I will probably run you the fuck over. Because I am so scared. I don't like it. I want to move where there are no woods. You are far more likely to get like killed in a in a city, like the, Philadelphia. The Philadelphia, yeah. yeah, you you will get killed. I am not scared. <laughs> I am not scared of driving around Philly, unless the kids are in the car. I drive around there. The door is unlocked, like a normal human being. If I am going through the woods by myself, I will lock those fucking doors because I don't like it. Okay. Arnie keeps taking random pills that 
the random pills that she found. Because yeah, he ain't feeling anything. L four eight four or something. I'm gonna be mean here, and I'm gonna be mean to an actor, and I don't like to do it. And he was awesome in this movie. He played a great killer monster guy, Tommy. This is not a slight on him as an actor or as a human. I don't mean any any meanness in this. Okay. Is the Dollar General Robert Pattinson. He is. I see it. He is the Dollar General Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I You were great. You played the role perfectly. You looked a little too much like Robert Pattinson, though. It's okay. I don't even know if you're British. But a little, little too close. And I hope you have the most success in the world. I mean, no ill will. Take, with all due respect, I say this. Mm-hmm. You remind me of the great Robert Pattinson. This is a great compliment. Don't worry about me saying Dollar General. Yeah, that makes it not a compliment. Dollar General is a very successful business. There are Dollar Generals. <laughs> They're everywhere. In the middle of the woods. <laughs> there are Dollar Generals. They are not scared. They are a beacon of hope in the dank, dark woods. Would you go into the Dollar General in the middle of the woods? I don't want to go into the Dollar General in the middle of Shemokin, let alone in the middle of the woods where I have to stop my car. But I don't know, man. You might get robbed by a crackhead in a Dollar General anywhere. So who's to say what's going to get you in the middle of the woods, Dollar General? No, it's better to stay out of it. It's better to not go in there. Just keep going. If there's lots of woods, make sure you have lots of gas and beverages. Not too many beverages, though. Make sure if you have beverages, you have a bottle so you can pee in it. I can't pee in a bottle. Then piss your pants because we ain't stopping in the middle of fucking woods to pee. Okay. Arnie found the witch's house. Like, the dumbest person ever found the witch's house. This is not good. I mean, I guess it ends up being good because they figure some shit out. But, like, it's the witch's house. You saw what happened at the end of Blair Witch Project. You got some motherfucker just standing in a corner. That's what happens when you go in a witch's house in the middle of the woods. Or they fucking cook you like Hansel and Gretel. Not good. None of it. Alice is straight up mocking Sarah Fear at her own house. You'd think they would have burned that fucking house down when they killed Sarah Fear. Why is that house there still from the 1600s? Right. Get rid of that fucking thing. Tommy, starting to flag a little bit. They found the witch's mark with a lit candle in it. Yeah, somebody lit that candle. Yeah. It was either Sarah Fear did it with her magic or the nurse did it. Mm. I'm not sure who, and they don't tell you. This motherfucker taking the drugs the whole time just figured out that they're Tylenol, too. So he's he's been rocking Tripping the on Tylenol. Tylenol. Which is good, because he's going to have a massive fucking headache very soon. Mm-hmm. Tommy's on the ropes. He's like sitting there like this. They can't see you. You're right. <laughs> I apologize for that. He looks like um, Robert Pattinson from like The Lighthouse. That's the Robert Pattinson he looks like in this movie. Okay. They found a list of killers and Tommy's name is on it. That's how the nurse knew. Yep. Arnie, like, lightly taps Tommy, and Tommy calls him an asshole, and then puts an axe through his face multiple times. Yes. That's the first kill in the movie. Cuts his head in half. 
first kill of the movie cuts his head in half. It's pretty gory. This movie was gorier than the first one. This movie was very gory. It was disgusting. There was only one gory scene in the first one. This movie was gross. Every single one of them killed with axe. Except the kids in that thing. That's so gross. It sounded gross. So I guess we'll get into the numbers. Fear Street, 1978, rated R, well-deserved, 110 minutes. Didn't feel very long. It was it moved pretty good. Um, released in 2021, neither of us were jump-scared. They didn't even really try. There was a couple, but they were all extraordinarily predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two boobs in this movie. It's very rare on this podcast. A podcast which I assumed when I started it would be filled with breasts. <laughs> we had two man butts. And 10 kills. So the girls escape into a cave. The cave collapses on Tommy, but did not kill his ass. He's just going to head back to the camp. Nothing can kill Tommy. No. Sheila got a note from Will. He wants to meet in the bathroom. This is going to be very, very sensual. There's candles. There's rose petals in the fucking outhouse. Very romantic. It was Ziggy, though. Mm-hmm. She dumped the bucket of fucking bugs on that bitch. And then locked her in there. Yeah, which she deserved far worse. Yeah. Nick Good and Ziggy dig each other. They're into each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Annie and Cindy are trapped. Cindy doesn't believe the whole fucking witch thing, but Annie has basically figured every single thing out. Yeah. Yeah, she's got it. Like, how didn't Nurse Lane just fucking end all this shit because annie figured it out just by reading her notes with with a flashlight maybe she just took really good notes it was she 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 took the notes but she can't process the information well she's trying well annie fucking got it even though she is like a loser cindy is trying to escape annie has just given up but cindy is using the book she doesn't believe in as a map which is a good move despite you not believing in it at Mm -hmm. all i think that was her first step at believing yeah yeah that there was like a 12-step thing going on here with the witch we're back at camp now some nerd was being nice to his prisoners and got egged for his trouble which Uh, is he got more than that (laughs) definitely better than what tommy did to him two eggs to the face fine compared to one axe to the face split him split him in half split his face in half yep so gross we are killing children baby but we're back to ziggy and nick i think they're playing 20 questions or something here but like ziggy's not answering any of them yeah she is pounding in that shady side fucking sucks though it's abundantly clear that you don't want to live in shady side Mm -hmm. they make it and that you can't get out yeah they make it abundantly clear in this movie that you should not live in fucking shady side Nick, for his part, does not love the burden of the expectations on him. Which, I get it, buddy. And they're kissing. Interrupted by screaming. They found the dead kid. Rest his soul. Cindy doesn't think she can kill Tommy. Because she froze with Nurse Lane. Mm -hmm. That's important foreshadowing. It is the exact same, but the exact opposite... Of our Lord and Savior, Eddie Munson, in Stranger Things. <laughs> in this one, you knew she was going to kill him. In Stranger Things, you knew they were going to kill Eddie. Mm-hmm. And they found a massive heart covered in flies. 
stupid Alice touches it and sees all the murders. And now she is hallucinating dead children. She ends up with a compound fracture, fracture of her ankle for her trouble. Hey, what? you know what a compound fracture is? I do. I know Good some job. things. You're welcome. Never touch a random beating heart on no. the ground. Mm-mm, no. Now, it seemed like a nothing line in the movie, but it does give away the ending. Because Alice tells Cindy that she's going to die. Mm-hmm. But you think she's going to die and come back to life anyway. So it doesn't yes. necessarily give it away, but it does give it away for real. Yes. Ziggy is freaking out for her sister. Nick and Gary are going to go find her, though. They're going to go find Cindy. Ziggy, good person at heart, even though she's kind of a bitch. She's going to save Sheila, who does not deserve saving or need it, honestly. More sex, though. The hippie chick Joan. We have boobs in this movie. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it. I almost didn't write it. To keep track of it. And this is our second man-ass, too, for the ladies. Yep. What did you prefer? The boobs. Yeah. Hands down. Yes. It was funny, too, because she's like (laughs) riding him. Definitely not all ladies. She's like riding him, and there's a poster on the wall. I think it's Farrah Fawcett. And she puts her hand on the poster, and she puts her hand on the boob on the poster. Like, she's squeezing the boob. (laughs) Had to be on purpose, because it's right on the boob. So it had to be what they were going for. I think it's funny. You know what happens to drug-using sex havers, though? They die. Yeah, they get their head obliterated obliterated with an axe, just like they deserve. Yeah. For being nope. immoral. No teenage sex. You will die. You will die. Sex kills you. You would think the biggest fucking prudes in the world made these movies where the sex kills them, but they're not. Like... It's almost like they were doing it on purpose as like a PSA. And this is what I was saying. But they're not those people. No. Wes Craven isn't that person. Toby Hooper isn't that person. You know what I mean? These aren't that people. I think it was just convenient. I don't think they were trying to spread a morality message. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think nudity in horror movies is a device mostly to show people in a vulnerable position. They don't even have clothes on. You know what I mean? Like, how can they fight back when they're completely naked? But Cindy believes now. She always believed she's just trying to fight the curse. She's trying to get beyond it. So she always believed it. Yeah, she just thought if she'd be perfect, she could get out. Right, which that's not how it works. No. Cindy notices that weird fucking moss from the first movie is everywhere. And then we cut to a whole room of shady ciders. Thus far, only shady ciders have been killed. I've counted all four, even though they didn't show any in this scene. So, the curse does only apply to Shady Siders. Mm-hmm. Because no one else in this movie that got killed was from Sunnyvale. And they... Pretty clever how they differentiated between the Sunnyvalers and the Shady Siders. They were doing that color war thing. Yeah. So, they were wearing blue shirts for Shady Side, red shirts for Sunnyvale. So if you saw the blue shirt getting killed, you knew it was shady side. Mm-hmm. So it was a good way to keep it separate since there were so many fucking people in this movie that you would, it would be hard to keep track yeah. of who was from where because it was hard enough to keep track of all the fucking people. Imagine like having a baby as a shady sider. You see all this shit happening. You're like, I'm going to have a big family. You fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. Get your dick cut off. 
Well, you don't have to go that far. Maybe a visectomy. Yeah. <laughs> Stay your two side. Mandatory vasectomies in Shady Side. I wonder if the curse applies if you move to Shady Side. If you're that fucking crazy. Ziggy got the Sheila in the outhouse, and they're battling now. Like Ziggy's just trying to save her life. Mm-hmm. She don't know she's in danger. She should have been like, "You in danger, girl." Maybe they wouldn't have had to fight over it. But they're beating the shit out of each other. A lot of fist fights in this movie. You in danger, girl. <laughs> the outhouse literally drains into the fucking cave. Ziggy and Gary have found Alice and Cindy in the toilet. That was a weird thing. It's a shitty situation to find yourself oh in. Oh my fucking God. It's very similar to the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're down in the well, and they try to go up in the bucket, but no one actually gets out in the bucket. Very similar. I'd like to think that it inspired that. Now Nick has stumbled upon the four recently deceased, and he is puking, which is probably what I would do, too. Yeah. They make it a point to show him wiping his hands on his shirt because of the blood. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure that was going to make him a target for the killer because oh, he had yeah, shady side had... blood all over him mm-hmm. from the first movie. I thought it was going to be a good callback. Nothing ever comes of it. Nope. I don't know if maybe that was in the movie and they just cut it, but it seemed odd that they made such a point of to him show him yeah. looking at the blood on his hands, You're right. wiping the blood all over himself. It really seemed like they were setting up that he was going to be a target. Because he had the blood on him. Right. And that was going to like build sympathy for him to want to help the shady siders later. Because he does kind of help him as the police chief. But no. Nothing. Meant nothing. He was just cleaning his hands. Gary is decapitated in the outhouse. Ziggy is fleeing, but thankfully she runs into Nick who locks her in the bug room. The bus is about to leave. Sadly, Tommy's at the fucking door. Worst timing ever. Could have got her out of there, but they don't. They're hiding, but Tommy, Tommy's still smart. He released a snake, which would freak me the fuck out. I'd almost rather take my chances with the killer than a snake. I would 100%. Tommy does fuck up Nick's leg, but he's Sunnyvale, so he doesn't kill him. Like, I wonder if there's an alternate universe where, well, he can't kill him, but he does, like, try to kill him, and he gets away, and he realizes it's the blood. I I don't know. But he puts the axe through his fucking leg, and, like, like, we see. I don't understand how he didn't chop the leg off when he chopped heads off. Right. Yeah, I don't know. We see Nick later, and doesn't seem too bothered by it. No. He's standing there talking to the cop. He runs over and gives fucking CPR. So, must have been a very superficial wound. Ziggy is fleeing. So in the trailer, they show her getting stabbed while she's fleeing. Mm-hmm. I thought this is where she was going to die. I was waiting for it. Alice and Cindy still at the bottom of the outhouse, but they think there's another way out. Alice is staying behind them because her leg is fucked. Her leg stays fucked. She's done for. Yeah, well, it was a compound fracture. Yeah, her leg is fucked, Well, it was set, though, at least. Yeah, but still. And tourniqueted. The, the bone was still snapped in half. Yeah, it's not it wasn't good. healed. Bus is gone. Ziggy not on it. For her part, Alice is figuring it all out. It is pretty disrespectful that they've been shitting on the hand for decades. If I was the witch, I could see being upset about this. Yeah, that's true. Like, you are pissing and shitting all over my corpse. Well, at least part of it. 
Oh, yeah. Not okay. Just catching their piss and shit. Yeah, just, just like a fucking baseball. Shit Gross. right in the hand all the time. Ziggy in the mess hall, Kansas on the radio. Cindy under the mess hall. So close, but so far. They don't know they're there. Honestly, her putting the radio on probably saves Cindy's life. Yes. Because it drowns out her making the most fucking noise. And he was using the axe to hit the door at the same time that she was kicking the right. crate. The grate. Yeah, because Ziggy's locked in the pantry. Tommy has an axe, though, so he's going to get the fuck in there. Ziggy stabbed that motherfucker in the chest. He's fine. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he just kicks her ass a bunch. Yeah. She then puts a burlap sack on his head, which completes his costume. So she does complete his costume. That is, am I going to call it an homage or am I going to call it an absolute ripoff of two movies? One, he is in the exact fucking costume as the killer in the town that dreaded sundown, which was essentially the exact same costume the original Jason had. Before he got the hockey mask, he had a fucking sack on his head, too, I think. So, I'm going to be generous and call it an homage. Okay. Because they do a lot of homages. Like, they obviously ripped off the Scream killer and everything like that. So, they're doing it on purpose. Okay. Openly. So, I respect it. Cindy is free, and she stabbed the ever-loving fuck out of him, completing the foreshadowing. We get a heartfelt moment between the sisters here. They both apologize. They love each other. Sometimes siblings don't get along, but at the end of the day, you're a team with your siblings. Unless they did some real fucked up shit. There's nothing my sister could do. No. There's nothing your sister would do. You guys are two peas in a fucking pod. We are. Though I would probably be the one to do the thing, but she would love me no matter what. And I love my brother. So. We talk sometimes. You and your brother are nothing like me and my sister. (laughs) We talk today. How dare you? We bonded today. Fucking Alice somehow crawled to the exit with her compound fracture. And she found the fucking hand. They're so close to ending it. Hand that old. There is no way (laughs) it is still stuck together. (laughs) One fucking piece. You have to assume it's a magic hand. Okay. Because of all the other shit going on. But yeah, it wouldn't be. No. It looks like it looks like um those gloves that are a skeleton hand. You yeah. see those fucking things? That's yeah. exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Like they're no, those bones would be all separated. Yeah, well just like the chain wouldn't be around her head anymore in the first movie. Right. Ziggy fucking bleeds on it though. <sighs> Why do they always get nosebleeds? I think the witch does that to them when they're too close to it. Oh. Doing it on purpose, trying to make them bleed on it. Yeah. Now she's seeing shit like Sam in the last movie. Sarah Fear is pissed. Mm -hmm. Her weird heart is beating like yours does when you stand up for the first time in the morning. Brit. What? Pick on my tachycardia. I'm not picking. I'm just referencing your tachycardia. Okay. (laughs) Nothing but love from this side of the table. And concern. We both have heart conditions. Sometimes bitches be allergic to gravity. Yeah, sometimes sometimes girls pick up a case of water and their heart beats 200 beats per minute. Sometimes. 
So the heart beating is releasing all the monsters, which is not what I expected to happen. And Tommy is moving again. He doesn't need to be released from the heart. Alice gives an amazing speech about how I need to do this for Shadyside. And Tommy 2.0 fucking kills her. Was the first movie the one where they blew them all up in the bathroom and then they came they came back together? As goo, yeah. Okay, so this goo is coming from that... Heart. That beating stuff. Yeah, because okay. it like slimed out yeah. of that. Too. Okay. We get some singing in the distance. It's Ruby Lane. Which is the nurse's daughter. Yes. They actually kill... Tommy again. They cut his fucking head off. Yes. And that's when Ruby Lane shows up. She's like, all right. Tags in. Like like one of the fucking Midnight Express. Yeah, like one of the Bella twins. She flips over the ropes. Mm -hmm. She's like, pre-mode! She comes in. (laughs) With a little switchblade. They don't know it, but they're wasting so much fucking time. This is why I obsess over work projects and try to get them done as soon as I can. This is why? Yeah, because you know, killers could be coming after you. You never know when some fucking monster's gonna come and get you and take you away. <laughs> All right. And you never get done. They're digging. The killers are almost there, though. And who comes running? It's Tommy 3.0. This motherfucker. Why do they think they can just bury the bones anywhere? Yeah, I don't know. I think they thought they were digging up the bones. Because she was killed under the hanging tree, but they didn't bury her there. They buried a rock there instead for some reason. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know who buried that rock, but what a fucking asshole. What a dick move. That's a very small rock. How did they know the exact place to dig under that whole goddamn tree? You know. Luck. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it was marked very specifically on the map. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ziggy is dead. And at this point, I'm not totally sure how Cindy is alive. Because she is clearly getting the worst yes, of it. Yes, she is definitely Deader. many many axes to the chest. Yeah. And she's still talking. Sort of. Like, shit's flying out of her mouth. She's talking. She is... Max is getting stabbed, and that sucks. But you can live through that. You can't live through what was happening to Cindy. So I am like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It, they were obviously both dying. And we were like, yeah. wait, what? Who's telling the story yeah. then? They both seem very, very fucking dead. Yeah. And these motherfuckers, they called her Ziggy the whole movie and tricked you into thinking Cindy lives the whole time. Mm-hmm. Ziggy was her nickname. Her real name is Christine. I fucking love that. I don't like it. It's so clever. I never once considered that Ziggy lives through the movie. I didn't either. Never. It's annoying. I love it. You fucks fooled me. That doesn't happen much. No, it doesn't. Like, for someone like me who guesses every fucking movie within, like, 15 minutes of the movie, I was thrilled. I'm like, finally, holy fucking shit. I was wrong the whole entire movie. I like being wrong. You like it. Yeah. You like that they got you. Yeah, they fucking outsmarted me. I appreciate it. Nick is back with his um, perfectly fine leg, giving Ziggy CPR. We get the man who sold the world again, this time the David Bowie version. Which is appropriate, as his alter ego was Ziggy Stardust. And the spiders from Mars. I see. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And that son of a bitch sold her out too. He blamed Tommy Slater and Shady Side in general. Just like in the first movie in the future he'll do mm-hmm. to Simon and Kate. He did the same exact shit. It's in his fucking DNA to be kind of a bitch. But he did give her that note and said, it's happening again. Yes. He's also kind of a pussy though. Pretty he mid. He's not Sheriff Good. He's Sheriff Mid. Mm-hmm. So we do know that the hand exists. We know how to end it. We know where the body is and sort of where the hand is. Although, we're questioning like how they knew where to dig up the bones. I'm questioning why they left the same goddamn tree in the mall. Yes, in the mall. In the mall. Dirt around it still. They built around the tree. Yeah. Like usually malls, they- Tear that shit down. Yeah, and plant their own, like, or put fake trees or plant their own trees in there. They don't just use the the actual trees that are Mm -hmm. still there. Like, I'm surprised one of the stores isn't the witch's house. Like, (laughs) the witch's house slash the gap. (laughs) Since they're so lazy. I was actually worried when they showed it was the mall. I was like, how the fuck? Are they going to dig up the floor of the mall? I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, they're not, because they just left the tree there. Yeah, there's no floor in that part of the mall. There's just tree moss. Yeah. That they, they just, easily could dig with their fingers. They just left the tree there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Ziggy calls good, which leads to nothing. I'm assuming that'll be we'll, the yeah, we'll beginning of the, the next third. movie. Josh and Dina are going to end this shit tonight. But Dina has a nosebleed. Please don't fucking bleed on it. That's all I was thinking. Don't bleed on don't it. Right, Become the goddamn killer. Don't do that because you're going to ruin this fucking movie. Yep. There's a few points in this movie where they could have ruined it. It's precarious, and that was a big one. Mm-hmm. But Dina reunites them, and she sees the visions, and she's been transported to the 1600s, and she is Seraphir. She is Seraphir. So we've got ourselves another pre-credit scene. It looks a whole lot like the cast of the other movies are all in this movie playing different roles. Because mm-hmm. I saw Mad Max, I saw um, DG Robert Pattinson. So I think they're all going to be in this movie. That pleases me. Because, it pleases you. Because <clears throat> I liked Simon and I really liked the actress that played Kate. So I'm thrilled that they'll be in the next movie, seemingly. That's awesome. That's a thing I like. Okay. So I'm excited. So did you like it? Sure. Sure? Yeah. I like this one even more than I like the first one. I am going to put it below the first one only because it was so gross. It was so gory. I do love Max more. Here's the thing. Like, it was... The the biggest grossness to me was the sounds. There was a lot of squishing. Yeah. And squishing... Like, even in the new season of Stranger Things, there's a lot of squishing. That was gory. Yeah, and squishy. Yeah. It looked like everything was sticky yeah, was in gross. the new Stranger Things. Like, the upside down looks very sticky. Mm-hmm. I don't like sticky stuff. <laughs> Fucking, I don't like that. I wash my hands so much because they because if anything feels sticky or tacky on them, I will jump off a building. <laughs> I don't like it. There was there's a scene, and I noticed it while we were watching Stranger Things, and I can't remember exactly what it was. But it's become a meme because we watch with the captions on and the captions have become a meme and it says like tentacles squish something and it's like so fucking disgusting. 
Like, who the fuck made these captions? They are an all-star. The mm-hmm. captions for the season of Stranger Things are fucking amazing. So, shout out to that fucking person. So, I like, yeah, like I said, I like this one more than the first one. There's cool little Easter eggs. The atmosphere is cool. The cast of it's cool. All of it is awesome. They fucking swerve me, and I love that. The soundtrack wasn't as good, though. And again, we have no numbers because, because this... they needed more cowbell. They definitely needed more cowbell. We have no numbers because it was released on Netflix, not in theaters. So we don't know the box office. We don't know the budget. We don't know any of that bullshit. So you said you rank it third. Yeah. So it goes Lost Boys, Fear Street Part 1, Fear Street Part 2. Yep. That's a pretty good showing. Honestly. And then Candyman. It follows um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street 1 or 2. Yeah, the gay one. Why do I not have it on there? I don't know. It's probably fucking it's last. Be last. <laughs> so it goes Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah. So do you have anything else to add to the podcast? Any complaints? Any concerns? Anything you're happy about? Nah. I'm good. All right, then. Say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn.